I've been using Hawksoft for about uh, over 10 years, and I just love this uh, management system because the company itself is very responsive. They take ideas from the agents and they put them in a queue and they will work on them. The other part is it's a great cost. It's probably the best cost out there for users and additional users that I have uh, compared to, I was on AMS years ago, and they were a fraction of the cost. So... That's obviously a big benefit, but I just love the company, their customer service. They're always responsive. You can just call them up and they're a very family oriented company. You can just kind of tell the way they operate and they're really agent oriented. That's what I really love about this company because a lot of the other ones aren't. They're so large in the corporate that they just lose that personal touch. And that has not happened with Hawksoft in over the 10 years that I've been with them. My name is John Crawley. I'm the owner of JCA Insurance Services in Anaheim Hills, California. And this is why I use Hawksoft. Hey guys, it's Bradley. I want to tell you about Ascend. Ascend is not just another premium finance company. Ascend will solve all of your agency bill problems through automation of invoicing, premium financing, carrier payables, all the way to the end of the workflow. There's a lot of hidden costs with how you're doing business today. AMSs, CRMs can spend more than half the day chasing down payments, following up on non-pays, getting signatures for financing docs. This leads to an overworked, overwhelmed, unhappy team. And guys, you want your team to be happy. Industry's hard enough as it is. We really need them to be happy. As your agency grows, this issue gets worse and worse, and we typically solve the problem with a little bit of software, but a ton of manpower still involved. With Ascend, you can use a software-first solution and just need a little bit of manpower, allowing you to grow without significant increase in overhead. Ascend automates all of these repetitive payment processes so your team can get back to helping your clients. With Ascend, we've seen non-payment cancellations in our agency go down up to 95%. Teams save more than 20 hours per month when they work with Ascend and an average of a 75% decrease in payment-related customer questions. Guys, if people aren't calling your office with questions, you have more time to sell and grow your agency. Visit useascend.com backslash insurance, guys. Guys, Ascend makes agency bill as easy as direct bill, but you keep all of the benefits of agency bill the best of both worlds. Thanks, guys. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, powered by Hawksoft. God, I love Hawksoft. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome. He is a six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama. Parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Just realized this drink I'm drinking says it has a micro dose of caffeine in it, which is a funny way to say that. Well, First of all, Bradley, let's just start with a start. Bradley is sitting here with an 84-ounce liquid death that I thought was a beer. Now, remember, folks. You should see when I walk into church carrying one. With you can't get day drunk unless you start drinking during the day. I thought you were drinking beer. Apparently, this is an energy drink. Is no, that what that a, is? It's actually a sweet tea. It's called an armless palmer. Right. Okay. It's uh, iced okay. tea, agave, and vitamins. I'll be dead. Um, and it's only 
30 calories. I like to start my day with a smart smart water and uh, two or three hits of crystal meth, and that really gets me where I need to be. Probably had Christie helps. Probably helps probably healthier than uh, Red Bull or Five Hour Energy. Uh, no, no, I don't even know what's in those you know, things. There was a podcast listener that went to the One City World Tour, and within like 20 minutes of being in Austin, Texas, found a bag of meth with a twenty dollar bill stapled to it on the ground. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Quite, quite a way. That, that was a great party favor we had for all the attendees of the event. Is that a true story? It's a 100% true story. Bradley, yeah. I, I've got a story for you this morning that I was thinking about in the shower. I think about you a lot in the shower. And uh, I, I have never told you. Have I ever told you my first time I ever visited Mobile? Have I ever told you that story? I don't think so. So before my sister came along, I was an only child for eight years. And when I was about the best eight years of your life. Uh, nah, I love my sister. So no, I, I don't think so. It's, it's cool to have, it's one thing about my son that I've kind of, I kind of like him, uh, is that he didn't have any siblings because when you go through the stuff I go through, it's nice to have a sibling, you know, to, to call and be like, you're not going to believe this shit. Anyway, when I was about seven, right before my sister was born, my parents talked me into believing that coming to Mobile and staying in a motel and visiting the USS Alabama was a vacation. <laughs> they tricked me into believing <laughs> that. So we load up in Hamilton, Alabama, and we drive six hours to Mobile. Now, remember, this is old school. This is back in like the 70s, like the late 70s. You sit in the back of the car with no seatbelt. 100%. Buick LeSabre. Blue cloth interior and then Wood desert green. desert tan Buick LeSabre. And, and all the way down, you know, your parents would fight all the way down. And the only interruption was silence when they weren't <laughs> fighting. And then you stay in a motel, not a you, Now, folks, remember, I didn't say hotel. You probably stayed in the Battleship Inn, which is right there by it. Might have. And then the next day, because it takes you all day to get down here, the next day we go to the USS Alabama. That's my vacation. Now, when we get to the bridge that crosses over to where the battleship is, it's so foggy, it takes us like two hours to get three minutes down the road. But my story about that trip is they took me to a fancy restaurant, and I was like seven years old, and I ordered steak, broccoli, here it comes. You ready? With chocolate milk. <laughs> for some reason, I decide I want chocolate milk for what dinner. What restaurant were you at? I have no clue. I was seven years old. There used to be it's a restaurant right there by, like, literally right by the battleship called, I think, the Captain's Table. It blew down with Hurricane Katrina. About right. And we're sitting at dinner, and I wolf down steak and broccoli while I am guzzling about three glasses of ice-cold chocolate milk, and by the end of the dinner, I projectile vomit all over the restaurant floor. So Wyatt Howell that wasn't paying attention when you ordered your... your uh, I, I just think they let me do it because we were on we're gonna teach vacation. You, we're going to teach him a good lesson. Yeah, we were on vacation. <laughs> like, my parents talking me into that's a vacation. Why, you know? Here's my question. Why did they want to come here? I have no idea. We didn't have no money back then, you know. My parents, my mom... And dad were both school teachers, and my dad was going to school to get his doctoral degree, I think, around that time. And you, you know, you know how it is. Like, yeah. when you ain't got no money, 
Like you got to talk your kids into believing, like going right. to the damn Nakalulu Falls is a vacation. You know, we're gonna go to the world's largest yard sale. <laughs> Guys, we got a great, great podcast for you today. I got a friend of mine on this podcast that I've been wanting to interview for a long time, and he's a rock star. I'm, I'm so proud of him. I mentioned it on a podcast maybe three or four months ago, a couple months ago. Uh, how proud I was when I saw him. He has got quite possibly the greatest insurance live that i have seen on facebook called it's live from kig and uh it it, it comes on fridays at 10 30 a.m up in knoxville tennessee i don't see it every day but it is one of the first things the times i get on facebook it will pop up on my feed sometimes sometimes it'll even be live when i look at facebook and i sit there and watch it for you know five ten minutes while they talk about different things going on sports uh tennessee volunteer sports and every time i see it it warms my heart because i am sitting there thinking he is doing the damn thing like he there are people in knoxville tennessee that he doesn't know that he has no idea who they are and he walks into a store and i guarantee you people come up to him and go Hey, I've been watching you on Facebook. I guarantee you that's happening. I want to talk about that a little bit today. Ladies and gentlemen, he is originally from Ringgold, Georgia, and he currently resides in Knoxville, Tennessee. He is married to the beautiful Gina, and they have two, and I'm going to call them beautiful babies, but they ain't babies no more. Luke, age 23, and Madison, age 28. Guys, if you get a chance to listen to to this podcast and I, I you're old enough now to do that and be a little interested in it i need you luke you and madison i want y'all to do me a favor and go up to your daddy and hug his neck and tell him how proud you are of him and what he's accomplished in his life you should be very proud of him and it would make me very happy if you do that because i know how happy that would make him so so do me that favor after you listen to this podcast and uh, and go hug his neck, tell him how proud you are of him. He is a graduate of Carson Newman University, played football there on the 1984 National Championship team, has a BS in business administration, and as I mentioned, he is the host of Live from KIG on Fridays at 10.30 a.m. on Facebook. He was uh, started his career in 1989, and, and for some period of time, a very long period of time, he was an all-state captive agent. All-State Agency Manager from 1999 to 2002. And in 2002, he began his road to independence when he started the Knoxville Insurance Group. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you my friend and great American, Mr. Greg Skelf. How are you, Greg? I'm doing well. What an introduction. Thanks, Scott. Hey, thank you so much for being here today. I, uh, I've got so many questions. I want to, I, I know this is two big old boys in my DeLorean, but I want to go back in time in a minute and talk about how you got into the insurance business way back when bring us up to today. But before we do that live from KIG and, and, and by the way, I want to say this before you tell me about it. I was, I opened up my drawer to come down here and and I had not even looked at who Bradley had scheduled on this podcast. And I, I started to pick up my live from KIG shirt 
And then there was another shirt. I believe it was this one I have on right now that we just got for our agency. And I thought, you know, I'm going nice to take, take that new blue powder shirt with me. But I had your T-shirt in my hand in to put in my bag to bring down here. And I, yep, that one right there. It's the exact same shirt. Hey, Is that a Bella Canvas shirt? I don't know. I'll have to look and see. Uh, Greg, tell me about live from KIG. How did it start? And am I am I correct in that you're getting a lot of people that that you know Facebook's notorious for no everybody ghosts like you don't know they're looking at your shit, but they're looking at your shit. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of funny we're doing this today because in my memories in Facebook, seven years ago today was the very first live from KIG. There you go. No way pilot if you yes, will and it yes. was and it was ter- it was terrible uh we came a long way yeah uh, but um the beautiful yeah thing it's about um, when you start something like that is nobody's watching right so yeah. you can screw up that's exactly everybody so, yeah. wants it to be perfect when they start and there's so many projects i think that end up not happening because people are worried how they'll look or worried right. that it'll suck nobody's gonna watch it anyway well, and, yeah. and I'll tell you the other thing, I'm su- two things I'm super proud of you and why it warms my heart that you're doing that. That's how I started. I started in, I believe, 2014 doing Facebook Live. That's how we met. Ask the insurance guy online, and I was interviewing local celebrities in the Huntsville area, the people that, honestly, selfishly, people I wanted to talk to like, there was a guy in Athens, and I, I believe he's still alive, that I interviewed one day for an hour about Indian arrowheads. He was an expert on Indian arrowheads. That interested me. And I'm like, you know what? I, I bet you there's a bunch of other people out there that'd be interested in that. So every time I watch live from KIG, it for me, it's uh, it's nostalgic because it takes me back to when I was doing those Facebook lives. And, and how Cole much Cole Kublik, too. Cole Kublik, SEC Network. I, I just love it, and I, I'm so proud of you for doing it. And I'm going to tell you one other thing, and then I'm going to let shut up and let you talk for a minute. The other thing I love about what you're doing, Greg, is is the consistency. You said seven years ago, and I'm sure there have been times when things have happened and you weren't able to do it, but overall, for seven years, you've been doing live from KIG, live from KIG. People, for some reason, people love consistency. And the more consistent you can be with something like that, the more people, one or two pick up here, one or two pick up there. Now, over time, before you know it, you got a bunch of damn people watching live from KIG. But talk a little bit about it. I I, I love it. Well, like I said, we started out uh, seven years ago just trying to test it out. And then now, especially we're coming into our prime season, I guess fall being uh, football season, we – predict the score, share the video. And like you said, there has been quite a few times that um, I've been recently at a baseball game, Tennessee baseball game, where at a tailgate and this girl goes, you're live from KIG. (laughs) And I said, you know know the address. She goes, yep, right up from Fantasy World. So, um, you know, it's it's, it's kind of been a fun thing. Uh, We got these shirts made and people, uh, my wife says all the time, she's in the grocery store at Kroger and she's like, some guy had your shirt on. I didn't know him. Yep. I'm like, well, just a winner. Winners win. Winners and, uh, win. Tune in That's to win. Right. Yeah. And just, like I said, we 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 tried to be every every no matter where I'm at, uh, live on location. You know, at 10:30 on Friday, we've skipped a few in the summer. Uh, but as you recall, the last 10 years have been kind of a trying time for the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, we went through four coaches. It's just been a um, a shit show, really. And 
people tuned in. We've had some emergency live from KIGs back when right. Butch Jones would blow games and yeah. uh, it would just blow up. And there might have been some adult beverages that were consumed before that uh, telecast. So um, it, those were, you can look back at YouTube and, and see those. And uh, like I said, it's been a fun, fun thing. And it's really kind of connected us. We uh, try to do a lot of community outreach, a lot of, uh, we do some tailgates here at the office and on campus to communicate what we do is just not insurance. You know, we, I kind of take what you've said, be the mayor of your town. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you're taking like original programming, right. And wrapping it around your agency, which is, you're not necessarily talking about insurance, but it's, it's making people aware of your agency. Yeah. A hundred percent talking about what you're passionate about, which is does always does way better than talking about authentic, authentic. Hey, I tell I tell you this, couple things i wanted to say to what you just said and i appreciate you you know mentioning what i always talk about become the mayor of your village one thing i wanted to say is i would not be shocked it would not shock me if a like a local radio station reached out to him and was like hey would would you have an interest in doing a show on w whatever whatever that wouldn't shock me number two thing i wanted to say there are a thousand unintended consequences, all probably good from doing that show because of all the reasons we just talked about. You are doing something you're passionate about anyway. You're getting notoriety in the community. People are walking up to you from time to time and going, I, I know you from somewhere. Where do I know you from? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just see nothing but positive from it. And I'm just so proud of you for 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 not only doing it but doing it well and and you know what's funny about your authentic self and doing what you're doing and what Bradley and I do on this podcast every week is you mentioned adult beverages i i would venture to believe that some of those might be some of your most listened to shows because people love to listen to people you know, the one thing an adult beverage does is it takes your authentic self and it expands it by about a factor yeah. of 100. Truth serum. Truth serum. So people are even more interested. They're like, oh, hell, he's drunk. I want to hear what this son bitch about to say. You know, yeah. I, I would I would watch that. If I if you texted <laughs> me and you're like, dude, I'm about to go live and I've had, I am six deep yeah. on the whiskeys. The thing about the radio station thing, too, I think a lot of people don't realize, especially with local stations, a lot of times – if you can get the sponsors that pay for it, right. they'll put you on the radio. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Just something yeah. to think. That's food for thought. Food for thought. But yeah. I tell you, one, I tell you one other thing. I love about it too. You center it most of the time around Tennessee volunteer sports. So if the volunteers are making a run in baseball, that's what you're talking about. If it's football season, I tell you what. What ought to happen is that? freaking Dave Portnoy ought to. Put his big boy britches on and come and, down there and write a check and and, and bring old Greg on Barstool yep. Sports live. Okay, about time to put that. Look at that. Be like that. the guy from Mississippi. Now he he'll put the now on Friday on yep. Fridays during football season he'll put that football yep. helmet on during the show. The first uh, our first game is a uh, Phil Fulmer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fat, fat, fat Johnny's what we call him. <laughs> uh, Johnny Majors. But yeah, the uh, first game is uh, so that Friday before that Saturday for the Virginia game will. We'll be all geared up, so we'll have we're having a big cookout that day too. So it'll be very exciting. Uh, we're going to do jambalaya, which is kind of weird, but um, everybody's <laughs> kind of we're going to we're going to mix it up. 
And then we've got, we kick off our uh, cookout at four that runs till seven. And my buddy's actually playing um, up the road at a place for all timers. So we're kind of tying that in dovetailing that start here, get a little, get a little base and then go up there. Sure. Do you make your jambalaya soupy or meaty? No, no meaty meaty. Okay. I'm going to give you a jambalaya tip and Eric Garcia New Orleans, shout he, out to Eric. He, he cried blasphemy when I said this. Oh, well. Sprinkle some brown sugar in mm. your jambalaya. Mm. It adds the perfect amount of sweetness. How much, though? Just a little layer on the mm-hmm. top and then mix it in. It melts right away. It Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Jambalaya. Okay. Hey, Greg. Hey, Greg. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. And I, I, you better believe this is happening. So my wife, her favorite thing in the to do in the fall is we take a couple of trips, just she and I, to Gatlinburg. We, we've got two or three Airbnbs we like that we stay at. The next time, which will not be too terribly far from now, probably October, November time frame, when we come up to Gatlinburg, you better believe I am driving over to your office. That's happening. There you go. Just get ready because that's happening. You. I, I'm going to give you a, plenty of notice to make sure you'll yeah. be there when I'm going to be there, but I, I'll give you about a week's notice, but I want to come over and visit with you face to face and, and, uh, see your place. And maybe you can take us to lunch or something. Can I just yeah, be honest about something? What? I freaking hate Gatlinburg. Oh, I, I, I don't, after what I saw you get out of my car and go do that day, I would never, <laughs> I would time. never blacken the door to Gatlinburg. The first time I ever went hey, to Gatlinburg. Was hey, just hey Bradley. Hey, Bradley. Are you, in sh- are you sure you and Laurel don't want to just go home with Kim so, and I? No, man, we're fine. See ya. Bye. So we, we spoke to the insurers of Tennessee at Dollywood, which was at the dream more resort, which is fabulous. Great place. Yeah. For Gatlinburg. And, and. You know, I'm one of these guys, Greg, like I like when Uber happened, it opened up travel for me because I don't rent a car. I hate renting a car. I don't like driving anywhere either. So when Uber, I was like, okay, I can travel anywhere and get a ride. Right. So we go to uh, speak to this resort and, and sometimes or speak at this resort. And then sometimes when I do these speaking engagements, I'll extend it a couple of days and I me and my do. wife will make it a little, a little trip. You know? do that. We're doing that in a couple of weeks in Nebraska, but uh, the hotel we were staying at did not have room for us to extend it there. So I get on the computer just real quick and saw a, a hotel called the Ramsey Hotel, <clears throat> which looked like fine on the on the, the photos hey, online. Greg, Greg, he's leaving out a part of the story. Didn't you use a Groupon on it? Didn't you have a Groupon? Uh, it something or something? Like, yeah, it was something like that. And That's so, your first clue. So uh-huh. I book it. And, and it was one of those things I realized too late that, oh crap, we're Mm. flying out two days after our hotel reservations end. So we have to hurt. You know what I mean? It was one of those situations. So we book it real quick. Well, we get there and Scott drove. So the first two days we just went with Scott everywhere. He was our Uber driver and minivan. The last thing he does before he drives home is he's going to drop us off at the Ramsey and we pull up and like. (laughs) 50 yards away is like crack oh, central. What like you know you know what I'm talking about, Greg. Like you yeah. you know when you can look at some place and you're like, 
oh, hell no, this ain't going to work. And Scott's and, like, and by the way, Laurel's like, what, six months, seven months pregnant, something? Eight, eight months. Eight months it pregnant. Was, we were like Perfect. A, week, a week before, we're too, too late being able to travel. And, yeah. and, and I, and I, and, and so Kim and I had our luggage in Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg. They have no Uber drivers. Right, There's like one Uber driver. I didn't realize that until we got yeah. to the Ramsey. And something, well, Kim and I are rolling our stuff down the hallway, and Bradley goes, hey, man, Man, I can't get an Uber right. over there. Would you mind dropping us off at the Ramsey? And I said, man, no, no problem. Come on, man. I'd love to. Well, we pull up to the Ramsey, Greg, and I turn around to Bradley and I said, Bradley, are you sure? <laughs> you, are you are you sure you just don't want to go home with Kim and I, and I'll, I'll either give you a vehicle to, dr cause I got a damn used car lot in my damn, at my house. I'll either give y'all a vehicle and y'all can just drive the mobile or we'll figure out how to get you from Huntsville back down there. No, man, we're good. They start jerking luggage in the car and the, and as they're walking off and they close my back door that slides shut on my minivan, I look at Kim and I said, Oh, this is not good. Kim, yeah. this is not well, good. So, it, so what the Ramsey was, I think was a Ramada in that they had just put a fancy facade on the front. And as soon as you walked in, you went from, oh, this is a swanky hotel to, oh, this was a mistake. Yeah. And and so we get there and I'm like, hey, let's let's strike out. Let's go. Let's, you know, I mean, we're, you know. Let, let's strike out. Let's go. Let's go. And so we try to order an Uber again. We can't get an Uber. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So we end up getting a cab company, 60 bucks to just take us down the road. We, we learned that there's no Ubers in Gatlinburg. So if you're going to Gatlinburg and you plan on Ubering, there's no Ubers there. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, a lot of the folks traveling there probably don't have smartphones anyway. I'm joking. It, uh, it, it went from it, it went from yeah. Oak it went from great trip with at Dolly World yes. to absolute horrific so nightmare. We felt trapped because every time we left the hotel it was 60 bucks. Yeah. Cuz right. you had to pay and then and then my wife was pregnant, she wanted Annie Ann's pretzels. Mm. And so I was actually able to book an Uber just randomly. And I get in the car, the Uber, I was like, dude, why are there no Ubers here? It's like, I'm the only one. It's because the traffic <laughs> is so bad in Gatlin. Oh, yeah. That, you know, with Uber, they make a little bit more mm -hmm. if the 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 trip ends up being longer right, right. because of traffic, but not as much as taxi drivers. He's like, I'm the only one. And I think that trip was like a dollar sixty four cents and it took me like forty five minutes to get there. Wow. And so we felt trapped for two days. Well, you, you've probably heard Dan Bilzerian tell the story about when he got back, when he got out of the service, mm -hmm. going to Outback Steakhouse was like a level 10 100%, fun. 100%. We went to the airport and ate at Ruby Tuesdays inside the Knoxville yeah. airport. And it was like a five course meal. Bruce we Chris just had the best But here's what's yeah. funny. We get a cab driver to drive us to the airport mm -hmm. and... I text Laurel. We're sitting next to each other, and I said, "He has a what do you call those uh, DUI breathalyzer things in mm -hmm. your car? What are they? What are those blow, called? Uh, you got to blow, blow, uh, you, to, blow to, to start to, it. Yeah, for for the car to start, you got to blow into it. Yeah. And so yeah, I text yeah, yeah. Wow. I text Laurel, and I'm like, "Hey, homeboys, this there's a deep." And she's like, "No, it's not." And and so about ten minutes later, it starts beeping. And he picks it you up. Blow in it again. Blow in yeah. blows in it and keeps going. And I was like, well, maybe this vehicle is not in good shape. I mean, this is like somebody's car. You know what I mean? It's, it's full of crap. It's a minivan. And then in front of me, there's a little flap 
well, I'll tell that in a second. So I was like, well, maybe this company is like, you know, they put a, an emphasis on risk management. Maybe sure. they have these devices in all their vehicles for the drivers yeah, no. to make sure they're not drunk. <laughs> and so I, I said, I asked him and I said, so do uh, you own this company? Yeah, I'm the owner. I was like, okay, well, that's not the case. And then I looked down and the flap, you know, the little flap on the back mm. of the seat you keep stuff in? Yeah. Hanging out of that is a warning for the, of for the best low rate you can get online. Go to the general and say it was a general uh-huh. ID card just hanging out. And I was Ooh. like, this is not this good. Is <laughs> this is not good. So that was our ride back. So that was like the cherry on top. So we got to that Ruby Tuesdays, man. And it was like we were at Carbone mm. Areas in New York City, man. Mm. It was like the best meal ever. So. Hey guys, it's Bradley. Look, are you tired of spending endless hours searching for potential business prospects? Look no further. With Leo, you can gain access to a whopping 40 million businesses. That's 40 million prospects in just seconds. Say goodbye to painstaking searches and hello to efficiency. You guys know I'm all about efficiency. Leo just isn't about speed, though. It's about accuracy, too. With Leo's cutting-edge tools, you can validate new producers faster than ever before. No more wasted time on unreliable data. Leo's got you covered. But that's not all. Leo empowers you to carve your own niche market using unparalleled data insights. Want to target specific dates for workers' comp? Done. Need to identify brokers or carriers to focus on? Leo has your back. And here's the icing on the cake, guys. Leo lets you search prospects based on size, revenue, dates, violations, and more. The possibilities are literally endless. Step into a world of business possibilities with Leo. Revolutionize the way you connect, target, prospect, and succeed. Don't miss out. Join the Leo community today. Go to meetleo.com, and when you go to book a demo or reach out to them, put in the how did you hear about us field that you heard about them on the Insurance Guys podcast or IGP for short. You'll get 20% off. Talk to the folks at Leo. Highly recommend them. Thanks, guys. Well, hello there. Guys, excuse me for interrupting your regularly scheduled podcast, but I'm here today to get you out of aggregator and cluster jail. This may be the most important message I've ever delivered on the Insurance Guys podcast. Guys, are you a member of a cluster or an aggregator? Does your contract have exit fees, termination payments, buyback provisions? It's time to get your freedom back and do what we did here at iProtect Insurance. Join the AC, the future of aggregators in our industry. Best decision we've ever made, guys. Best decision we've ever made. No entry fees, small $200 a month membership fee, over 50-plus carriers for direct appointments, and by the way, new ones coming on board each and every month. You keep 100% of your commissions, profit sharing every year. Guys, we have made in the last two years, Each year, our agency has made over $100,000 in profit sharing. Here's the best part, guys. And this is the part I'm the most passionate about. No termination or exit fees. You give the AC 60 days notice and you're free. You go get direct appointments wherever you want. There's no buyback provisions, no exit clauses. Guys, if you're a member of another aggregator, and you have termination fees, buyback provisions, exit clauses, every single policy you write, you're digging that hole just a little bit deeper. And one day you're not going to be able to get out of it. It's going to be too much. You're going to be taking out a second mortgage on your home to try to get out of a cluster group. Unbelievable. 
Guys, go to acfree.org. That's acfree.org and register. Find out why over 650 agencies and $3 billion in premium have chosen the AC. And guys, here's the best part. But wait, there's more. Mention the Insurance Guys podcast when you talk to these guys and you get six months. That's six months of no membership fee just by mentioning the Insurance Guys podcast. Go today, www.acfree.org, and let me help you get your freedom back. Have a great day. Hey, Greg. I want to I want to talk insurance for a little while with you. You started, I believe, your career in uh, my senior year of college, uh, high school. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Tell me, tell me, go back in time with me. Tell me about that. How you how you got to open up your independent agent? Then I want to talk a little bit about the changes you've seen in the industry over time. Well, I started out with Allstate. Uh, We used to call us Booth Barnacles. I saw that Sears store. Uh, right by the escalator. We uh, we wore directions. We tell people where the socks were, the restrooms, that sort of thing. My uncle actually got me in the insurance business. He was an Allstate agent and says, hey, this would be a great career. So I did that. Uh, went out neighborhood office, early 90s. And then, the, uh, so, you know, we were blowing the cover off the ball, you know, just blowing and going. And they were saying, you need to uh, you need to go into sales management. And I'm like, well, my, my wife's from here. I like it here in Knoxville. I'm not going to move. And so, uh, okay, okay. And then they come back to me and said, all right, what if we make it where you can just be the agency manager here in Knoxville? So uh, I said, okay, that, that sounds good. So I sold the agency. Um, I had a guy in the office with me. He bought it. And so in 99, I think I was the uh, regional manager of the year for production. And um, so then they go. So then they said they got breath bright idea that all these uh, employee agents with Allstate uh, would now be independent contractors. So that was my job to uh, tell the agents, you no longer, you're not an employee anymore. You're going to pay for all your expenses. Right. Yeah. Didn't um, Allstate go back and forth on that a few times? Didn't they, they like, did. yeah. But you're, you're talking to an agency now at my age, then I was probably mid twenties and telling a 30 year Allstate agent, you know, you're going to start paying all your bills. Oh, they, no, they, no they, more. They, they, they love, love that. that. Who never planned yeah. on doing that? Yeah, I'm sure. Hey, no. hey, and, I got to stop you for just a second before you keep going. The guy that you sold the Allstate agency to is he still in business in Knoxville doing insurance? No. Okay. And I'll get to that story. Uh, oh, okay, okay. But, but you're right. But uh, so anyway, so so then we had uh, presented all that, and then we, you know, back then it was still a growth mode. So we, our job basically was to hire agents. So I hired agents, and uh, and then we had to have you know three managers. So then we also had this great idea with this new. We were still doing Microfish, and then I think it was All Star or something computer system. They were coming out with Impact, I think it was called. So my job was to uh, go out and train the managers to train the agents on this new computer system that's probably still a DOS system at that time anyway. It's advanced um, technology. Yeah. And so when I came back, it's like, okay, so here's the deal. We're going to, you know, we don't need that. You're going to have to relocate or you can go back in the agency system. I said, I'll go back. At that time, the guy that I sold to was wanting to go to work for Erie. And so um, I said, well, here's the deal um, with Allstate. I don't know if it's still this way, but if I had your home, 
and another agent had the auto and that guy that had the auto quit, it went back to the original uh, auto it combined. So I said, well, here's what we'll do. Well, you owe me X amount of money. Well, I'll get them to assign these age, these uh, policies that had the, the auto and home. I'll just take the auto. And then when you leave, I get all of it and we'll wipe sure. your debt clean. There you go. Well, that was in 2002. And back then, the contract was 45% new business commission. And as you can recall, you know, back then, uh, AmeriQuest, I mean, you could drive by a mortgage company and they'd throw one at you. Right. Uh, that's when all the, uh, before the, uh, the bust. So I think the first year uh, in 2020, uh, 2003, I think we wrote about a million dollars worth of insurance. And back then, that was a, a lot, um, you know, at 40. But the contract, uh, all things have to come to an end. So 45% commission went to the 10%. So I'm like, all right, so I'm going to sell out again. So I s- sold out back to Allstate, opened up the independent in 2004. So it's been almost 20 years. Did you Were you able to sell before the commission change or did you sell after? No, no, no. It was, it was based on, if you sold it back to Allstate, the reason why I didn't want to sell to an individual here in Knoxville is because I was going to stay in the business. Right, so it was right. a one and a half times percent then you know Um, it's so funny that you bring this up because i've got a a guy that works with me uh his name is bruce Payne, and i tell people all the time if if the chances are if you don't like bruce Payne, i don't like you because he's just such a great guy but he, he, he came to work with me from farmers and we were talking about when you know when we were getting ready to make the switch turn his office into an eye protect he was talking about selling his farmer's book of business to an individual. And I said, well, Bruce, buddy, I, I, I don't, I don't think I'd do that. And he, and, and we got talking about it and I said, you know, if I was a captive agent, exactly your point, Greg, I, I'd have some heartburn laying my head on the pillow at night, knowing that I sold somebody, let's just say they spent 70, 80, a hundred thousand dollars on my book of business, knowing damn well, I'm going to take every damn bit of it. Or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know what I mean? I would just have, you yeah. know, if well, I was going to stay in the business, be a, a non-piracy on those that list those 100%. Specific policies, hundred yeah, percent. that gets a little, that gets a little sketchy. Yeah. But, it, and so you open up the independent and, you know, Bradley and I did this back in, he did it in 2019. I did it in 2020. But you don't know what you don't know when you get when you open up. How long did it take you, Greg, to really get your feet up under you and be like, you know what, I got this. I can do. I can. I, I mean, you knew insurance and you knew the Allstate way, but now you had to flip the script and do it the what we call the independent way. Now, how long did that take? You know, it probably took three or four years to really feel like, uh, you know, we kind of had a hold on it, mm-hmm. and you. Uh, you know, you've got to get staffed. You can't do it alone. And back then, before 2008 hit, you know, it was a it was a booming business. Everybody, you know, we had rates that were competitive, uh, obviously. And um, so it took about three or four years to uh, to really feel like, hey, this is. I mean, I, I kind of everybody's like, don't you wish you would have done it sooner? I'm like, well, probably, but you know, I had a great experience with Allstate. I've uh, been all around the world with them, and you know. Just, but it, yeah, it's it's a whole lot better on this side because mm-hmm. I I would hate to be a captive agent with, with whatever company right now in the climate we're in. It's so hard enough with the choices we got. Or starting an independent agency. I mean, yeah, 
I don't, I had a, a young man reach out to me yesterday about starting an independent agency and I haven't gotten many of those calls. I mean, I'm getting, I'm still getting people reaching out, but you know, a year ago it was two and three a week. Mm. Hey, I'm starting an agency. Not getting many of those now. And this guy was like, dude, I was like, man, I don't know that I do it right now. Mm. I don't want to discourage anybody from doing anything. And certainly if you start right now, it can't get any harder. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of successful people. Like I look at like Ryan Serhant. He started his career the day before Lehman's Lehman right. Brothers collapsed. You know, there's a lot of very successful people now that started in the absolute hardest time of their industry. But so I don't discourage anybody. But I told this guy, I was like, man, I don't know that I, I would probably go to work for an agency right mm -hmm. now and, mm -hmm. and learn the business and work out maybe work out some kind of deal. Well, the only way to do it right the only way to do it right now, and we I just had a husband wife team. Uh, Justin and Jessica Miller in my agency that went out on their own. And the only way to do it right now is if you're somebody that can leverage relationships that you've built, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, cause with them, they've been in the industry for some period of time and they, they know a pretty good bit of people and different people and different carriers that yeah. can help them with that. And the other thing that I think you would have to do if you're, going to go out on your own like they did is join some of these cluster yeah, groups you gotta you gotta to, go that to kind of help you shore up what you don't have and that's that's and really the that's only not way a guarantee in a no, lot of no cases. it's not yeah the ac i mean it right now with the climate you're still uh, if you didn't have if you're leaving an agency to start your own i don't, I don't think they're just lined out the door to give you these contracts right to so, a cluster so tell me about your agency today, Greg. You know, our mission on this podcast never changes. We are here to help agents any way we can. And one thing I love to do with guys like you that have been in have been in the trenches for, for a while, give me a flavor of what your agency looks like. Now, do we just have the one location there in Knoxville? Is that right? We've got a Knoxville insurance group here. I've kind of joined teams with uh, Holton Leg and Gallatin, Tennessee, uh, but it's two separate entities. So you kind of, mm -hmm. we kind of have an umbrella of, uh, of, you know, combining companies, kind of like their own mini cluster, if you will, because I had companies he didn't have and vice versa. Although our agency looks like we're probably 90% personal lines, 10% commercial. That's probably almost the opposite way over there. So it's kind of a good, good mix. Helps you maximize bonuses too, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. That's probably the big reason to do it. Yeah. And then as far as your agency there in Knoxville, what, what does your personnel look like in the agency? Are you running pretty lean and mean or are you? No, we, we're still built up for growth. Uh, okay. even in this time, cause you know, I, I tell my staff, we've got a staff of, uh, four full-time licensed, uh, a VA about, about to bring on another VA and, uh, another part-time person, you know, it's tough for us, but guess what? It's tough for a lot of folks. And if we're out front, I said, we've got to get out front of this rate and, you know, this cancellation um, situation. And these other agencies are having our other clients with other companies are looking around too. So we've right. got to be, you know, when they think of insurance and we kind of push the, uh, you know, if you, if you Google Knoxville insurance, we're going to be at the top. So we've got the most Google reviews anybody in Knoxville. So we, we, we strive for that as far as, you know, we'll, I'll get the phone to ring with what right. we do in the community. We'll get the phone to ring. When they think of insurance, we want them to think of us. So, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of people are getting leaner, uh, but I still think this is a great opportunity 
for some growth. And obviously the premium's there. So, you know, it's a good time to call the, the herd, if you will, because, you know, there's a lot of folks that we, you know, we want to get, you're going to lose 10% a year. Let's make sure it's the right 10%. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. There you go. So uh, what, what advice would you give a lot of these young agents and, and producers and people who listen to this podcast? I absolutely love having a guy like you on here. You've done it for so long and you, I can tell from your energy and just from the times you and I've been together and talked, uh, you, you, you love, you love the insurance business. And I think that goes a long way too. I think people who really enjoy being in the business and, and being a part of the community, man, you're already a hundred steps ahead, but what advice could you give these young agents out there that maybe, maybe they just started their agency a year ago or two or three years ago? What advice would you give them? Well, I would say that it does get better. Nothing works till you do. And uh, you've got to keep your head down. down. I got to, you know, you've got nothing works till you do. You know, that's the good thing about our business. I think I saw Bradley's uh, walking, whatever he did, talking about, you know, it's combined, you know, it's it's easier the second year, the third year. A lot of times you don't see the fruits till that Mm -hmm. second or third, fourth year of where it compounds the renewal. And then the, and then all of a sudden you're not having to, you know, we've not been a big lead buyer, but you're doing all this stuff to get the quotes in. Then all of a sudden you're getting referrals. And uh, one of my interview, you know, when I have looking at bringing a new uh, producer or uh, even a staff member in, I'm like, you know, here's the thing. I want you to show up and I want you to give a shit. That's, yep. that's what I tell them. I say, because people don't care till they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. And some of y'all, I think I told Bradley that we had an F2 tornado come through two weeks ago and literally a half a mile from my office, uh, business blew roof blew off. Our, our building was not hurt, but blew off right on top of my insured's house. I saw that. That was crazy. And the, and, and the roof didn't tear apart off the commercial building. And I've never seen that. It's right on Kingston Pike, which is, you know, goes all the way downtown. So it's, it's just crazy to drive by that. And you're like, how in the world did that happen? So the roof Obviously, from a damage. commercial building was on top of a house. Yeah. And so, you know, and I tell my staff, this is why we, you know, it's. I think I heard from one city, one world tour that, you know, when this stuff happens, this is how we earn our money. So, yeah. It isn't taking those premiums every month, every year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and I said this on, on live from KIG. Now's when you know who your insurance, if you got a good insurance agent or a good insurance company, because, you know, people want to buy, the Ford Escort policy, you want a Cadillac when it, when the claim comes. Yeah, right. Exactly. So. Hey, hey, Greg, let's talk a little bit. I know Bradley keeps giving me the five-minute warning over here. I don't care. Hey, I want to talk to you a little bit about claims. You know, all these other agents I'm friends with out of here in the, in the world, they never talk about claims. They never talk. They never act like they have a claim. And meanwhile, I'm over here in North Alabama taking hand grenades every week <laughs> because – there is never, not never, not never, ever a time when Scott is not dealing with at least, at any given time, three difficult claim scenarios. Take hand grenades to the face, right? And what I mean by that is I've given my claims manager and the rest of my people, I guess, demand that, hey, when you see a claim go sideways, I'm the wolf. I'm the last yeah. line of defense. 
I'm the goalie. I'm the last person before we raise the red flag and call it, have them call an attorney and, and step in. And some, mm-hmm. sometimes that has to happen. I mean, it just does. Do are you that guy? Are you are you the are you a guy that uh when they get pissed off and the adjusters come out there and give everybody a good cussing and told them to they're not paying for the claim and blah 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 blah. Do you step in and and tell your people, hey, call me in, I'll, I'll be the last line of defense, or is it more like the old uh, just call the carrier and file your claim and we don't we don't have anything to do with that. I I instruct my staff to you know return in the claim if you need anything. You know, let us know if if it goes sideways. You know, I'm I'm not going. To, I'm not going to talk to the claims adjuster. I'm going to talk to the claims adjuster's manager. And if I don't get the answer I want, I'm going to go to their manager. Right. It's how, if if we're right in the situation. Sure, sure. But you're right. I I'm a big proponent. I mean, obviously, ninety you know five percent of the time claims go and we don't hear back. Mm-hmm. But it's those five percent times that you you know, and it's mm-hmm. always the customer that you don't hear from for ten years that's had a pretty big claim. Right. It's paid all this money. And but that that's kind of you know that's I think that's our role. You, you could have somebody in that role, but mm. when it comes down to you know nut cutting time, I'm yep. the one that's going to be the, doing the cutting because right. you know. And a lot of times your staff is not you know, and I and I think you know, I think the client appreciates it. I mean, they see the the head figure and you're not, you know, but the, when you're involved, they they feel you know, like I said, ninety five percent of the time it's not going to get to that. Right, that you're but, right. But, but they they know you care at least. If, if, if no matter how it goes, at least they say yeah. Scott picked up his phone when I called him, or Scott. And, and I'll tell you another thing: I really, really try to do in bad claim situations. You know how your friends and family will say, or or, or you'll say to, some, or I might say to Bradley, "Hey, I'll give you a call tomorrow," and then Scott gets busy and he doesn't call Bradley. Well, when it comes to tough claim situations, buddy, if I say I'm going to call you tomorrow at 10 a.m., at 10 a.m., Scott Howell is picking up the phone and calling you and leaving a message or texting you or whatever because emotions are so raw in that situation, mm-hmm. and they already feel like kind of like they're being hoodooed anyway because they, they in their mind they're thinking exactly what you said earlier, Greg. I've paid all this money for 10 freaking years and I have one claim and the son of a bitch doesn't even get paid. And so they're already thinking that everybody's out to screw them. And one way I have found to kind of bring them back to center, so to speak, if, if you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. is do exactly what I say I'm going to do because they've already probably told me, well, I've, I've called and I've emailed the adjuster oh, three times and they, they won't respond to me. Uh-huh. So they're yep. already thinking everybody's out to get them. So the, the one thing I can do as an agency owner is, is by golly, if I say I'm going to call you mid-morning tomorrow, mid-morning, I don't give a shit if I'm on this podcast. They are getting a call, and, and we're going to talk about it. Or And it may just may be, be me saying, hey, I'm down in Mobile Podcasting. I'm so sorry I didn't have time yesterday to call and talk to that adjuster or their manager but I'm going to get to it this afternoon. I just wanted, I told you I'd call you at 10 a.m. I'm calling you at 10 a.m. And I think yeah. a lot of times that even helps because they're like, well, finally, somebody's actually doing what they said they were going to do. Yeah. That's just been my experience. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it kind of brings them back to center. So they're like, okay, at least somebody's doing what they, what they told me they were going to do. But, hey, I got to shut this thing down, brother. I love you so much, and I cannot wait to come up there 
and spend some time with you and go to lunch with you one day because I could promise you my wife is not going to let me get out of coming up to Gatlinburg this fall. And we're one of the things we're going to try to do. The Ramsey's got some vacancies, I think. Yeah, you ought to go to the Ramsey. Well, I was going to say we were going to bring Bradley and Laurel with us. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, Bradley swears to God he's never going back. Never and I'm like, back. well, Bradley, I mean, we were having a great time up until that whole situation, and then it just all it's fell kinda apart. Like, it's kind of like, you know, kind of what people do with these, like, uh, smelling salt things. Yeah, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like you, your brain associates bad right. smells with bad things. Yeah, and you'd good be smells triggered as soon as you things. got up there. It's just that it was just not good. Hey, it's just not good. It, hey, yeah, Greg, b- b- I think he has PTSD. Hey, Greg, before I let you go, I got one question for you. You got it dialed in on Tennessee game days? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there when you were showing those pictures on the walls, yeah. all the Tennessee prints, and I thought, I'll bet you Greg Scales on a U- Tennessee game day. At Ni- at Nyland Stadium, I bet you he has got it dialed in for the tailgate slash in the game after the game experience. I bet it is dialed in. Yeah, it is. We've lost a lot of games the last ten years, but we've never lost a tailgate. Never lost a tailgate. God, I love that. You've given me like five things I've written down. I need to tweet. I mean, this is this is gold. Hey, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut this thing down, brother. Guys, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. I want you to be Greg Skelf. I want you to be the mayor of your village. Give back to your community. I want every single person in a city outside of Knoxville, Tennessee, to say to themselves, that guy right there is the insurance guy or girl. I know exactly who that is. I've seen him on Facebook. I've seen them on Instagram. I saw them giving a check to the homeless shelter last week at a at a at a Chamber of Commerce event. If you'll do that over the over the course of a thirty year career in the insurance industry, you'll write a bunch of damn insurance folks. You will write, and 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 I'll tell you this: if you'll treat them right, even when they leave, eventually they'll come back. They'll be back. Might be a year, might be three, but they'll be back. But rewards come from action, guys. Go out today. Make money for your wife, for your husband, for your kids' college fund, for your parents and your in-laws out there like mine that are struggling right now. Go make money for them. Write good business for the companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, man. Thanks, Greg. Thanks. Greg, we love you, brother. I, I can't wait to come up and visit with you. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. And we love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family. We'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. We thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.